Hopeful Funky. <laughs> Hopeful Funky, I like Hopeful that. <laughs> oh my goodness. Ah uh, yes, greetings and salutations, sports fans all across the wide and wonderful and sometimes beautiful internet, depends on <laughs> what site you're looking at, can be a very beautiful internet, but uh, it is time for another glorious edition of the Modern Day Gladiators podcast, it's the college football preview episode as we look forward and look back at the week that was in the week to come here in college football, I, of course, your glorious and humble host, Michael Shibley, and across the table from me, Mr. Trey Pack. Hey, hey too hot for TV, Trey Pack. Mr. Too Hot right. for TV. Hey, you gotta say the whole thing. The Haffle Boys are not gonna let you have that nickname. No, no we're, we're gonna make it happen. <laughs> I, I, we'll see, but I I might push for it if no, I get to be do, the yeah. guest on the show. But Bring Surprise witness. <laughs> Surprise, yes. I didn't come up with this one. Shibley did. (laughs) Yeah, they'll either really accept it or they'll just crap on it even farther (sighs) if I created it. I think he's got a shot. Yeah. But anyway, yes, we're, we're... we're here. We're still in the new studio. They haven't kicked us out yet. Not yet. We're still, no, so half hole was, was interesting. I'm, I'm sure it was. They were selling life insurance, and we were hollering in here. So it was a great episode. <laughs> yes. We don't need life insurance on uh, Outlander Media because none of us have a life. So, no, no, yeah. definitely not. But I think that's for podcasters as a whole. I, oh, yeah. I don't think there's much in terms of life insurance for podcasters. I'll tell you what does have life, though. Our offensive and defensive line. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Do. Yes, of course, the big thing that we, of course, will break down here on this glorious episode of Modern Day Gladiators is talking about Tennessee dropping for the 13th year in a row, which is just depressing. Those cigars are getting really dry because I'm sure most of the people who bought them 13 years They're ago aging. have not kept them in a humidor properly. Uh, but it Tennessee drops to Alabama in Tuscaloosa, 35-13. But, of course, a lot of the takeaways, and, of course, we'll go through yeah, a lot of them here. A lot to unpack there. we got a lot to unpack. I mean, the first thing when you look at it, of course, is, boy, it turned into the third Sunday in October because that game went past midnight Eastern oh, yeah. Standard Time while we were watching it, which is just... It, that's, I would say that's the first time that's probably ever happened in a t- Tennessee game that I can remember. I remember a couple of times where we've played like Mississippi or Mississippi State mm-hmm. on a road game. They've Super done late. it at nine. But it, yeah, when you've got the late Pac-12 game starting... Yeah, right, yeah. It's, that's that's it's just rough. wild. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean like the Arkansas five six overtime game, that I don't know when that kicked off, but I think I they were close to me. I was there. I mean, yeah, I, I was, was a small child too. though. Yeah, uh, I was in college. Thanks for that. Sorry. But but uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, I mean it's a uh, it was wild, man. Uh, and what was great is so many people were just expecting, like, oh, it starts at nine by, you know, ten thirty, eleven, the game will be over because we're gonna be getting the hell kicked out of us. And alas, we were not. That did not happen. No, the game kind of started off almost how we would expect the Tennessee-Alabama game, it seems like, especially with, with Tua in there, as I'm knocking my own mic out for some reason. But uh, anyway, what ends up happening is you've got Tua, Tennessee goes, what, three and out, bad kickoff right, yeah. return, which is not great. I mean, I get Ty Chandler's trying to do something because he is a very dynamic player. Right, yeah. So I'm I'm going to give him carte blanche to try and do something, especially against Alabama. Alabama, yeah. I mean, it's like the the annoying announcer in Waterboy. It's like yeah. you can't hold anything back. Yeah. <laughs> you know. That was Dan Fouts. Yeah, He's exactly. a Hall of Fame quarterback and terrible announcer, but... Anyway, you you go into the game and then Tua just they get a short field and they go right down. He goes to work. Yeah, does exactly what Tua has been doing. Yeah, and then but then we throw the Mauer throws an interception, which was not his fault. That bounced off Jennings' hands. So that was so. It's it's weird. You know, we've been saying this so uncharacteristic of Jawan, but it's starting to become a characteristic of Jawan. I I know he's. Trying very hard, and we respect him completely for that. But right, some, of course, yeah. yeah. My thing with that is, and I want your opinion. Do you think because he he he's not that way with Garantano for the most part? Like most of the time, Garantano he's going to catch a Garantano ball. Is Mauer throwing the ball too hard at him, or 
maybe is, is it a mental thing with Jawan? It mean, might just be a mental thing. Right. It might just be something where he's got eight million other things running through his head, trying right, to be right. that team leader and trying to get everybody going, and yet he's doing too much. Yeah, okay. With that, that's at least what I think mm-hmm. with it. But then they're down at the goal line, and you think, well, it's seven minutes into the game, might as well be up fourteen, <laughs> down fourteen, nothing. If you're Tennessee. But then Nigel Warrior comes through and makes a great interception. Yep. Tua just throws a bad pass. But yeah, very, very uncharacteristic of Tua. And I'll say this, and, and you know, like I said uh, a few minutes ago, our offense and defensive line, the defensive line was after him, which is mm-hmm. something Tua's not really used to. Yeah. Especially against a Tennessee team. Yeah. Like you're not coming in here thinking, oh, I'm going to run for my life. And yeah, I mean, he, he he gets off balance, throws an interception, shows he's human. Yep, you know, <laughs> every once in a while it happens. Yeah, yes. no, nothing wrong with that. But yeah, I mean, we take advantage of it. We go down the field, score a touchdown. It's seven seven, and yep. things are are looking. You know, it's like okay, okay, we got yeah. we got some points. You know, it's, yeah, if Alabama then goes and runs away with the game, I feel great. Just, I'm like, yeah. hey, we 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 got a turnover and and went down the field. We at least walked up and punched them in the face. Once. Exactly right. And then we got yeah. And then we <laughs> then get we get game. bludgeoned to death, but we still at least yeah, yeah, went out we, on your shield. It was a, a little fight. Bit. Yeah, it, exactly. But and then what ends up happening? Of course, Mauer gets knocked out. Again, and it's it's one of these things, and it's been a debate. This whole it was a whole last week we talked about it on this show. Yeah. Do you play him in this game? And again, if he had stayed in the game and Tennessee was still able to go toe to toe with Alabama, nobody would say anything. But then the fact that he got knocked out with another concussion, yeah. and now he's probably not going to play against South Carolina, which we will get yeah. into. Pruitt yeah. said as much. Uh, just yesterday yeah, probably not so it's... yeah we'll, we'll, we'll and trust me we'll talk about the south carolina game at the end of the show then garantano comes in and you know things though are okay are again it helps when you get great play from your offense and defensive lines yeah, especially the offensive starts, yeah. the offensive lines played their second consecutive second consecutive i can talk i promise really <laughs> really good game yeah no I, i've seen the videos and things that people have brought, you know how much i'm involved in ball twitter uh, we'll get to that even more here in a second. Oh, yeah. But I've seen the certain clips and things uh, of our offensive line literally blowing yeah. Alabama off the ball. Those are f- everybody on that defense is going yeah. to play in the NFL. Yeah, that's not like an exaggeration. Or it's, going to get a shot. It, exa- yeah. It, yeah, they're at least going to be a practice get, squad. Yeah, yeah. I'm not saying they're going to be pro bowlers, but they're going to play professional football if they're not morons. Like. And we're blowing them off the. But we got kids that are lucky to be, you know, should be playing in, in you know, for yeah. MTSU or redshirted yeah. or something. Yeah, exactly. yeah. We're like th- a ragtag team of offensive linemen, and we're blowing them off the mm-hmm. ball. That's and what that is, and just speaking from experience, it's heart. Yeah, that's all that is, man. When it's it comes, good coaching too. I think. Yes, mm-hmm. when it comes down to it, it's 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 technique, and you know, you just got to have a little bit of dog in you to say, I don't care if you're bigger, faster, and stronger. I'm still gonna move you. Yep. from point A to point B. And I think again, I give credit to our coaching staff. I thought they called really a great game. Yep, I completely I, agree. I really think that. I think again. We'll get into it in a second. Some things happened that didn't help. Oh, I've got lots to say. <laughs> but it was one of these moments where I thought Jim Chaney drew up, I think, yep. some great offensive plays, no matter who was playing quarterback. And I thought the defense played wonderful. They were able, they knocked Tua out of the ball game. And yeah, it was an unfortunate with the high right. ankle sprain. And who knows how that game would have ended up if Tua had played the whole game. Because he was on fire. He had no. thrown one incomplete pass, which was the interception. Right. No, it's just like, I mean, I uh, was talking to my dad about it. Um, and Shibley, you know this. The the listeners may not know. I'm a very huge Rocky fan. It, yeah. It's very oh, I, um, I, instrumental yeah. in my life. Uh <laughs> Rocky's one of the greatest yeah. series of movies. Yeah. But in, Except in, Rocky Five, it doesn't exist. Right. Well, in, in Balboa, the sixth one, mm-hmm. um, very similar. Yeah. Uh, he's fighting Antonio Tarver. I can't remember that. The, Mason the Line Dixon. Yeah. And, and Mason Dixon breaks his hand. It's the only reason Rocky's in the fight. Yeah. But he took advantage and, yes. and went the distance with him, which is what Tennessee did with Tua. Yeah. You, know? you take it. You, when they the breaks hurt, go they, your way. Yeah. yeah. They hurt. You know, and it's not like we had our yeah. starter. I think if, if Maurer is 100% healthy. And two, it goes down. We win that ball game, or it's damn close going. Yeah, to the oh, end. it's yeah. a it's a game. It 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 could be at that point. 
But then you have one of those head-scratching moments that, again, people will talk about where we get the ball down at the goal line or right near the goal line, and Garantano leaves, goes out yeah. of the shotgun, and it's going to be a direct snap to Tim Jordan, and the referees, for Stop some the- reason, just stop. Stop. This isn't Halfle. There is no conspiracy segment, but yes. we're do- play the drop. We're doing it. <laughs> I, I don't have access to I it. Know, Terry won't give me I access know, to it. Jeez. <laughs> like, I just want to play it on my phone. Like, Shibley, that was – people, you know, we people talk about how ESPN hates us, and I don't believe any of no. that. We were talking before we started about the cigars. Yeah, which, again, I'm totally fine with them because, one, they're not lit. Yeah, they oh, yeah. just have the cigars in their mouth. I think the 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 I forgot who the woman sideline reporter was, right. but hers wasn't even cut. Right, like, exactly. Yeah. yeah, so I mean, all that's neither here nor there. But Shibley, there are multiple examples. The fact that that play did not get an explanation. Yes, people have you know. Yeah, and that's and, 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 and let's just talk about all the all the things that happened with the officiating right now this just works out really well so that one is 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 yeah. the most bananas because they didn't come out and say why they stopped yeah. playing. they literally just went they're like, okay yeah, i assumed good. it was because of the play clock because i looked at it i first i thought alabama just called timeout that, yeah and then they I just thought. stopped and no announcement was made so i have no explanation and again this is one of the things and i'm not the only one who, who's been saying this but i thoroughly believe i just wish that the referees could be asked questions. I know, like, in the NCAA tournament now, there's a pool reporter who asks officials in in basketball, in college basketball, asks questions Mm -hmm. to the referees so they can at least explain themselves. But that just does not happen in in college football, where it's like everybody else is held accountable for what they do. You screw up, and you're at least the coaches... And, and higher level people right. are, you know, we're not going to have access to Garantano again as members of the media while he's at UT. No. We'll, we'll get to that in a second. But it, it, so it, you have that. And again, Pruitt, I thought, was a, was a did a really good job coming out on Monday and talking about, hey, some of the calls that I was upset about were I was wrong. But then there were some that it's like, yeah, what, what right. are what are what are some of these? Yeah, that's the first one because the, there was no explanation. The, so even, given to anybody, they even have that that I usually can't stand him. Um, that uh, official SEC like he's a, a referee analyst and can yeah. like, explain to you it's what like the Mike Perea is. on Fox. Yes, yeah, he was stumped. Yeah, <laughs> he was just like I don't, I don't know what happened. Yeah, what these apparently what the officials have officially said or what the, I don't know how all that works, but. The official word is that they were looking, they were making sure the spot was correct. It took them 22 seconds and Tennessee getting lined up and moving Garantano. Yeah. But that's not, that's not, no, that's 22 seconds. And Alabama was still adjusting to that. I think Tim Jordan was a heartbeat away from getting that ball. No, he's, I think he walks in the end zone. Yeah. And then, but there's no explanation, no nothing. I mean, tell Pruitt what's going on. Yeah. Some, nobody has any idea. There was no explanation for it. Then you had the Batuli targeting. <laughs> which which is one of these where in in the letter of the the rule which again is one of those where it's technically targeting because you're you're using your head but again you it's one of these things where I wish they would understand the idea of intent yes. more with a lot of this yeah. which they're not adding to a lot of this because the only way you're going to hit that guy yeah, he's, is he's falling towards he's the end zone. Diving. It's either you have to hit him with your head because there's no way you're going to be able in time to get your arms out or He's going to run right through your arms. And especially going that low, there was no intent to do it on purpose to just hit him with your helmet. Now, 12-12 last week against Mississippi State, that was targeting. That was targeting. If you, that, that's one of my gripes with a lot of these guys. If they learn how to use their arms and wrap a guy up yeah. while leading with their head, they're not going to – I don't think anybody's ever going to get flagged targeting. for targeting. No, if you wrap them up, yeah. you, use your arms, yeah. Yeah, and yeah. you're not going to get – which, Everybody wants to be on Sports Center with that big hit. And yeah. It's just, hey, you know what's really beautiful? Tackling when you people. form tackle. Yes, just form tackle. Nothing somebody. is nothing is more beautiful. How do you think when I was playing football in the backyard right. when we were playing tackle was I ever able to tackle somebody? Yeah. I'm 150 pounds soaking wet. The only way I could is wrap a guy. Usually their legs is <laughs> just bringing them down. <laughs> well, no, me being a big dude, man, playing defensive line, that was. I, you know, I was never looking for that big hit. I yeah. wanted to get my paws on you and wrap you. Cause that's, and, you know, if you're looking at, you know, bringing the pain or whatever, whatever it is that you have in your mindset, who cares what it looks like? Yeah. It, you know, as a defensive lineman, 
you got to be a little crazy. You can't, I yeah. don't want to hurt nobody. I don't want to. Let me rephrase that. I don't want to injure anybody. Mm-hmm. I do want to hurt some people. Yes. Though. You know what really hurts? Me squeezing these big arms on you. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like that's. I don't, know. I don't. I don't understand any of that. But the Batuli stuff. There is no other football move he could have made to prevent that touchdown. Yep. There is nothing else he could have done. And then of course they walk in, and then we're playing with like we're our inside linebacking. It just got right. gutted. Which there's going to be help on the way because we just got three linebackers from the oh, same school yeah. to commit. Oh yeah. It might have been a bad week on some instances on Rocky Top, but the three guys from what West Haven in Memphis. Yes. Which the, is just and one great. of them was committed to Mississippi State and decommitted, and yeah. 15 minutes later committed to Tennessee. And the same one, one of them did it with Arkansas too. Yeah. Like which was great. And then uh, and then we got a five star another five star basketball guy for 2020, oh. Oh, which is yeah. going to be great. Just I th- that's one of those weird things. I think those three guys will will be real reminiscent of when we had AJ and Reeves Maben and mm-hmm. those guys. Yeah, how they're so close and yeah. just in sync. I, I think the next few years are, yeah. are really you know when we're doing this in three years, Shibley, <laughs> or we get Al Wilson and Leonard Little like guys like that on just, defense ugh, too, shooting gun. Yes, yeah. But no, um, the, the but yeah, the Batuli stuff. There's nothing he could have done to prevent that. No, and then you go to you know, Tennessee, in, and Alabama walks right in. Mac, you know, Mac Jones, Tennessee. <laughs> when they brought Alabama's backup quarterback in, it looked like Alabama had the same idea as what Tennessee did against Mississippi State last week. Run the ball. Run the ball. Pray to God that he doesn't screw anything up. Right. Which. Which was which was an interesting dynamic to see, but Tennessee coming out in the second half got a three and out, stopped immediately, him, yep, and then got another An- another three and or out. should have been, but then uh, the mm, Daryl Taylor get, getting off the guy it wasn't his fault. It, it wasn't his fault. Nope. The the only way that that's a call is because it's in Tuscaloosa. Yep. Because I I remember watching the the game, and when he got off of him, and again, it was that push-off, which we have seen constantly in college football. If you weren't the quarterback, they wouldn't have even thrown the flag. No, not at all. And we've seen plenty of videos of, I think there was one. Alabama guys, like, like, literally throwing people's helmets in the dirt. Yeah, and no one getting called for that. I mean, that's the thing that's happened to me, playing in the backyard plenty. I'm sure it happened to you in high school where you just. Well, playing, you're absolutely right. With it being a quarterback and you're isolated and 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 two is already hurt, you know what I'm saying? They're They're watching it. If that happened in Knoxville at Neyland Stadium, they're not throwing that flag. Nope, not at all. But and yeah, a big reason with that is you know the crowd. Mm-hmm. If you watch that back live, the crowd is immediately booing. Yeah, so that's when they're like, okay, yeah, yeah. You know, so I mean, that's home cooking. But there's this. I mean, you can tell when refs have never played the game. Yeah, because as an offensive defensive lineman, if somebody's pushing up off of me, okay, you're going to help me up. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like it's. I don't know. That's just part of the game, man. And we can hate Alabama and hate whoever we're playing. When it comes down to it, as a football player, you have a mutual respect. Yeah. For the most part, unless you're, I mean, there, there's obviously uh, exceptions to that. Rule. And the refs did make some very awful calls for both sides. Right. I mean, they were calling every little sneeze on somebody on pass interference, but that was on both. On both sides, yeah. But yeah, Daryl Taylor's not out there trying yeah. to hurt that little no. boy. No, should he He's have? Just, should he have? What is it? A you know, dumb in the in the moment? Sure, he probably. I don't, I don't but think he, he did anything. Into, I think he's yeah. literally just trying to get up. Yeah, I think a lot of it though was I think what I'm hearing too is that he hesitated like on top of him for a little bit and then yeah, I, saw, I did see that. Yeah. So you have that. But then after that, Alabama just goes right down the field and scores. Yeah. Like that was a complete. And Tennessee's only down one score at that point. Right. And and then it happens. And then Tennessee goes back down the field, kicks another field goal. Where again, though, you have some of these questionable calls. I don't know why they made the call, that holding call. I get why, and they finally ran Juwan Jennings as a. Um, they finally ran him as, wild kid, as a wildcat, yeah. which and he scored. Were, he, he was going to score, but again, they called. Yeah, Wanya Morris. Well, it, it wasn't even on Wanya Morris. Right. It was on Tim. I think it was Tim Jordan. Tim Jordan. Yeah. Which yes, but if you're gonna, those numbers are completely off. Completely. They're a hundred pounds different. Right. Back back to the the. Yeah, and, and it's just these things that are frustrating when it comes to that. And that's why Pruitt was really upset, too, about the Daryl Taylor call mm-hmm. was because our quarterback gets knocked out of the game. Right. And there was another one. On a one, late hit. Yeah, that yeah. was insane. And there was another one, yeah, where they just reviewed and they took away the targeting. But they, you, 
almost the refs need to call unnecessary roughness and targeting when you at least have an idea that it might be because that could have been unnecessary roughness right. on Alabama when they hit Mauer, but that wasn't even there. So you can see why Pruitt was upset on yeah. things like that. And they then didn't, they didn't throw any flag on the the Mauer hit. Did no, they they, they did, they, okay. but they they took the targeting off because it wasn't targeting. No. But they didn't call unnecessary roughness, so they couldn't enforce that penalty anyway. Right. So <sighs> that was frustrating, and that was the thing. That was another thing about the the Batuli thing. They weren't even going to call targeting until they realized, oh, let's look and see if he scored. Right. And yeah. then they go back and look at it that, for targeting. So supposedly that was a mistake. Yeah. When he came out and said, you know, the the previous play is under review to for the spot. Um. Apparently, that was that was literally just a mistake he made. He meant like yeah. you, they were always looking at it for targeting. Yeah, so that's one of those. I get that mistake. Right. I do. I do, again just wish but, again yeah. you have the referees there be able to have a, even or just a pool reporter ask them questions to defend themselves because they're not held accountable yeah. for a lot of these things, or at least not publicly. Right. You know, Greg Skanky came out and gave that usual PR answer yesterday, which makes nobody because the South Carolina Florida game had some lousy calls yeah. too. It, it's, those things are what's frustrating, especially to fans where you're trying to build a program and then it right. goes almost, it seems like it's going in Alabama's favor. When right. again, I'm not a conspiracy guy. You guys can do it all day on Haffle. That's <laughs> perfectly fine. But when you don't give an explanation, that's where conspiracies come right. from well so the bit my big conspiracy with the whole game and this is the last thing i'll say about the officiating is that the line judge the one the guy that called the play dead when we're down there on the goal line yeah his brother is an alabama grad like the you know yeah they, they tell these refs you know 100 you can't on your social media sites and everything like that you can't express any interest towards one team or another that's why anthony jordan i think in the in college basketball got so much right. crap yep. th- during the basketball season because he had like he was like in europe with it w- which was stupid anyway but he's holding up like an lsu exactly uh shirt or jersey or whatever yeah but so, but no this dude i can't remember his name his brother's an alabama grad huge Al- his brother was in the stadium like you know what i mean it's, it's yeah. insane like how something like that can slip through the cracks. Now, I'm not saying this dude, you know, did anything, uh, you know, out of the ordinary, anything that's going to prevent him from sleeping at night. Yes, I do think that. I do. For, you, because, we're, again, where there's no explanation. And it's not the line judge's job to explain. Right. But, man, you, you got, he's got to know in his heart he did something there's not right. One of almost the only other ideas that I have, too, sometimes is why refs aren't held so accountable in a lot of these things is because we talk and there's reports that come out all the time about how participation in like even in youth sports is down in this country you know it's probably way down and i'm sure there's been some studies i'd have to double check on this refereeing is way down because who wants to be i've seen way too many youtube videos of adults attacking even kid referees like there was that one a few months ago at a little league baseball game the kid's a teenager and parents are fighting out there with him who wants to be a ref because those are the only and then all the ones who are really good like mike perea they're getting cush jobs in a studio Right. Where they're getting probably paid more. Way more money. Yeah. So who wants to be a referee? Yeah, <laughs> they want to keep yeah. all the ones that they can. Yeah. At this point. Yeah, I see that, man. But when it comes down to that. Yeah. I don't want to be a ref. No, you gotta go like, hey, I'll be a ref, man. That pays pays better than selling cell phones. It's and true. Jokes. But yeah, yeah, no, and that's but man, I don't know. That I think you gotta call it down the middle. Yeah. I think if they're paying you that kind of, 'cause they're they're making good money. Yeah. Call it down the middle. If I'm if I'm going to be a ref, though, you're going to have to put me up somewhere in like the Mountain West Conference, no, and somewhere. That, and that's yeah. what I'm saying. It, with me, don't yeah. don't let me call a Tennessee game. Yeah, don't let don't. If NCAA. I know you're listening. Don't put me in the SEC yeah. at all. Yeah. Well, yeah, whatever. But don't don't let me call a Tennessee or a Duke game. As yeah. long as Cutcliffe's alive, don't let me do it. Yep. Exactly. So, all right, we've gotten all the other things out of the way. <laughs> Let's talk about. The fumble. And we know what we're talking about. Yes, this is... <laughs> what are your thoughts, Jeffrey? I'll give you my thoughts. Those of you, of course, who don't know, which is weird if you're listening to this podcast. <laughs> and don't know, yeah. Yeah. Jared Garantano fumbles the ball. Tennessee gets back down. We're down 
28 to 13. We're only down two scores. Mm-hmm. We've got the ball with what seven minutes or something left in the game. Yep. Tennessee has the ball at the inch line, which again, another bad refereeing Restored. call. I think was either the score or the play before that, where the ball gets was at the two, and then they respotted at the three for some reason. But they didn't even look at it. But any, I know. anyway, I know. it's for, it's fourth and goal, and you know we're going for it. Yeah, Tennessee runs up to the line, and Jared Garantano sneaks the ball, tries to put it over the goal line because again, unlike in rugby, where you have to actually put the ball down. You you get a try. All you have to do is the ball has to break the plane. The ball is fumbled. Alabama picks it up and runs 100 yards the other way. To the dome. (laughs) And at that point, game blouses. It's over. And it was just, it's one of these moments. Wes Rucker, who, again, I'm a guy, I'm a big fan of his at 24-7. He's a great guy. I follow him on Twitter. We've got to have him on the show at some point. Uh, But he, he called it. 12 years of Tennessee football summed up in 12 seconds. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Which is exactly what it was. The big news that has come out, and there was a great analysis, the one, and I've got it on my Twitter, Michael underscore Shibley. You can follow me on there for a lot of this. Jordan Rogers yeah. uh, broke it down, yep. and it's on his thing, where it shows Garantano should have handed the ball off to either a couch or the fullback, right. whichever one it was. And he would have moonwalked. And he would have walked into the end zone yeah. because it showed, and they used the Skycam video of it. Yeah. Trey pulls. Trey pulls. The and then the two, uh, the, the, the tight end and tackle tied, blocked down. They blocked down, and it would have been wide open. Yeah. Garantano, and again, it's something I, I'm almost convinced at this point Garantano just has the yips. The old, it's an old adage. It happens a lot in golf. David Duvall, Mm -hmm. if you look back at him, won a British Open, and then all of a sudden can't pitch or can't hit the ball anymore. Rick Ankeel, who was a really dynamic pitcher for the Cardinals and had some great moments, then all of a sudden forget, can't Can't find the strike zone. Can't find the strike zone. Can't barely find the catcher's mitt. He was thrown with a backstop more than anything. And, I mean, he missed a wide open Juwan Jennings at one point in the game. But then he. Just decides. I don't know if, I don't know. He's not Bart Starr in the Ice Bowl, <laughs> calling because that was supposed to be a handoff too, yeah. and that that call. And Bart Starr just decides to keep it, yeah. and he he just he call. I I don't know if he's just trying again, trying to do too much, or just trying to be the hero. Where it's like. Jim Chaney has called, if you watch the film, on a lot of these games, Jim Chaney has called perfect games. Yep. It's just bad execution exactly. on so much of it. Give the ball to your running back. It was a perfect Because, again, the, when they ran the up to the line, play. Alabama knew they were going to run a sneak. That's of what course. they were – if they had handed the ball off, he's moonwalking into the end zone. Or even do the uh, – I call it the longest yard play, fake that sneak and pitch it. You know yeah, Any, something. Because Alabama was selling out on the sneak. Because, again, the way everybody ran up to the line – and again, we're never going to know because they're never going to let anybody talk to Garantano in the media at all. And trust me, I give complete credit, though, to the rest of the Tennessee players who they did talk to and the coaching staff. They're not burying Garantano. They said, you know, he yeah. he he went rogue. We all know it. The, the video shows. The video doesn't Pru- lie. Pruitt said that it was a miscommunication. So here's my thing. <laughs> I wasn't alive to see it. I was I was alive, but I was too young to remember when Peyton Manning tried to against Georgia. It was against Georgia. Tried to sneak it. It wasn't there. He rolls right and hits dude. You know, on the it was side. Marcus Nash. For yeah, touchdown. Marcus that was Nash. the ninety six Georgia game. That was the ninety six yeah. Georgia game. Right. So I, yeah, I was one. Uh, <laughs> I was thirteen. Whatever. So that that play, you know, one of the greatest plays in Tennessee history. Yeah. Right. You meant you took it right out of my brain. Bart Starr mm-hmm. goes, you know, Peyton Manning is arguably yeah. the greatest quarterback to ever live. <laughs> Bart Starr is a Hall of Fame quarterback. Yep. Garantano is not. No. <laughs> if uh, here, here's my honest opinion. And I, I've tweeted about it, and I've said it to anybody that'll listen. So and of course, gonna, check us out on Modern Day Gladiators on the Facebook page. We're going to yeah. put all we put all this stuff up there too. So, oh yeah. If Gary, if that was a if it was a designed run, which we have clearly seen that it is, yeah, because because it, it'd be one thing if just Trey pulled or something yeah. like no Trey pulled block everything yeah. is perfect. 
Um, if it was a designed run and Garantano knowingly said, you know, bump that. Yeah. I'm going to be the hero. I'm going to score. He should never run out of the tee again. He should never. You should, I would have cut. I would have cut him before he got off the field. Like he he would have been done. You know, if I was Jeremy Pruitt, there's no. And, and I understand. You know, he's done something. You know, he's been around for years. Let him finish out the year. No, make it. You know, it's your second year as a coach, and you're that sets an example of what you're going to let players get away with. I say you cut him. If that's the case, and and you talk to him, and he says, "Yep, that that's what happened. No miscommunication." I decided I th- I, th- I thought I could get in by going over the top. He never wears an orange jersey again. Period. It and to me again, it was the what really screwed it up because when pa- when both Bart Starr and Manning did their sneaks, Manning's didn't work and he rolls out and hits Nash. And Bart Starr he gets it in, but they both kept the ball down here. They yep. they kept it in their belly. Oh, like they didn't. Quarterback they does. didn't reach it out over the line. I've seen it. I saw it work in the NFL. I think it was David Carr, yeah. so it was the the older brother, um, when he was playing for the Texans. I think one time, mm-hmm. this was years ago. They had a fourth and goal, and he like takes it, but I think he takes like, a, like a pistol snap. It's not the from the shotgun. Right. He takes the snap and then just jumps straight up and just reaches over. Yeah. So that, but it it just was again. It it's so many other instances in the last again twelve years of Tennessee football. In 12s, it's the Georgia game from 03. It's, you know, tw- 13 men on the field against LSU. It's, it's the Pig Howard fumble. It's the Pig Howard fumble. It's so many things that have just happened to this ball club. Yeah. Because, again, if Tennessee scores there and kicks the extra point, they're down eight. Right. And there's a lot of nervous people because they weren't expecting this in this game. They also don't get a lot of close games in Bryant-Denny Stadium. No. And, you got a backup and you've got their backup quarterback in there. <sighs> So you have all of these things happening, and it it just it was, and then you know, and again, you look at all that, and you have that's exactly why Pruitt was so upset. Yeah. And again, you you can't listen to what a lot of the people in the national media are saying about like pulling the face mask. Do you pull face mask anymore? No, you should not do that. That has that's that's at least my opinion. You should, yes. but in 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 and again, I'm not one of these people. You where know what you happens get, when you don't pull face mask? You have your quarterback going rogue on the goal line. <laughs> to me, a lot of it though is it's not like a beta thing or any of the other dumb arguments so. like other people are saying who are pro face mask grab. You shouldn't do it, but. It's again. It's one of these things, though, that Pruitt shouldn't be raked over the coals for. He's this is not. His, he's like, hey, listen. Yeah, yeah. It's a hey, listen. I'm it's not a full fist grab the face mask. It was one, two fingers. It's hey, two listen. fingers. Listen to me. It's not a Bear Bryant or a Woody Hayes like grab it and pull you around for five minutes. The A and M thing. Coach did it the same week and yeah. hasn't caught any shit for it. Yeah. So, but, again, it, it's it's just it was just so. Bad in a lot of things, and we'll go in and we'll we'll talk about at the end of the show. We'll do this where whether it should be Garantano or Shrout against South Carolina. So we'll get that at the end. Um, But again, it just puts when you look at the mistakes that were made. Again, other than that, I thought Tennessee played really well against the number one team in the country on their home turf with their new light laser light show. Thought it was an eel. ELO concert or something at that point. Yeah, every every party that's annoying. Like the yeah. the announcers that are like, I feel like I'm at a nightclub. It's yeah. like, well, go take your man Musil and go to bed. I do like, like Steve Jesus. Levy. Steve Levy's at least Steve Levy has like energy and is excited to be yeah. wherever he is. So right. I do enjoy that. But again, I thought Tennessee played really well. And if Mauer was playing, which he's probably not against South Carolina, I would feel really good going into this back half of the season. Yeah. So, but we'll 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 take a breather on that, and let's just kind of talk about some of the other games that happened just real quick because I know we've run long today. Oh, yeah. oh, right. on, but again, it's Tennessee and Alabama, and it, a lot of stuff happened. And it was a game. <laughs> and again, follow me on Twitter, Michael underscore Shibley. Follow Trey Pack. Yeah, at, just at Trey Pack. T R E P A C K. Real easy. And Instagram, Modern Day Gladiators. Facebook, Modern Day Gladiators. We've got a lot of stuff up there. We're posting updates and all those different cool things that we've got going on. We've got our picks that are going up there. Of course. 
Outlandermedia.net. Check out all the other great shows. Halfle, Geeks Inherited to the Earth, Deadbeat Radio, Scared Stupid, DLC Respawn. Oh, yeah. I mean, all those big shows. And we, more coming. We, so many more shows coming. I'm, I can't wait. we got to get the big board back up here I know. to yeah. check out all that stuff. Also, of course, we got to thank JoeShirt.com. Check them out. you got to design for your stand-up group, yep. your your kickball team, your bowling team, whatever. Yeah, you're petitioning your SEC refs, Joe Shirt. Yeah, Joe Shirt. You've got an idea. You want to put a free Hong Kong shirt, uh, you know, or something like that. <laughs> yeah, you're not going to get any publicity there. <laughs> Go to JoeShirt.com. Uh, they can help you out with that. Joe Shirt Deluxe, if you want to put it on a banner. Uh, a coffee mug, it, literally anything. Anything. Joe Shirt Deluxe can help you there. We want a modern day gladiator football. Yeah, Joe Deluxe. You can also help with that. Of course, you can also check out otherworldlycoffee.com. Oh yeah, just amazing coffee. It'll get you going. It, yeah, it's 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 liquid cocaine. It's it, great. Any any of the blends, the Dogman blend, the yeah. the Bigfoot blend, all of them. It's think, delicious. Otherworldlycoffee.com. And you use the code OUTLANDER, all caps. All caps. You have to yell at them, all caps, OUTLANDER, at checkout. You're going to get 20% off your order. It's almost a quarter. It's a fifth, exactly. <laughs> it's great. Uh, so that's awesome. And, of course, just check out everything at outlandermedia.net. Of course, wherever you get your fine podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, we're there. We're everywhere. We're taking yeah. over the podcast world. Yep. You can help us do it faster by giving us a five-star review. Absolutely. Go onto your device. It takes an extra two seconds and yeah, just leave a five-star review. review and yeah. say, you know, how, how great they good. sound. And yeah. they're probably pretty good looking, even though we can't see them. Anything like that. You know, if you want to just tweet us your email and your phone number, you yeah, know, they, Trace Single. They sound hot. Yes, Trace Single. So, you know, yeah. just send the information to him. I'm in a relationship with Tennessee football. <laughs> and it is abusive. It's complicated <laughs> in a lot of things. So, anyway, we got all that taken <laughs> care of. Here's my playoff four. Again, it's if the playoffs started this week. Yeah. LSU, I've got number one. Ohio State, number two. I've got Alabama still at number three, even though they've got some questions at quarterback. Oklahoma, number four. Wisconsin, they're out for right now. Yeah, losing out, yeah. 31-point underdog, losing by one point with a field goal at the gun to Illinois. Yeah, it, the classic just look ahead, because they're playing Ohio State in the shoe yeah. this Saturday. It's one of these where it's like, are you kidding me? Like, like that was yeah, that was supposed to be the you know, one of the games of the year. Yeah, and we it, got it. Al- still could be. We have Alabama LSU this coming week. Right? No, that's uh, that's in two weeks. Two weeks, right? So yeah, we would. I mean, two undefeateds yeah. going at it, but Wisconsin has yeah. the blow. Alabama and LSU both have a game this week. LSU a lot more difficult than Alabama. We'll talk about that in a second. And then they both have a bye. And, and then, then it's, it's yeah. and then Florida and Georgia are off this week, and then the cocktail parties next week. Yeah, so yeah. some big games coming up, of course, in the greatness of college football. You'd almost think the perfect playoff scenario, and this is what the committee has to be praying for mm-hmm. at this point, would be if you have Oklahoma, Clemson, Ohio State, LSU, Penn State, and Alabama. Any of those four or any of those six teams, if four of them end the season undefeated, and you're gonna get obviously. It's easy. Uh, you know, yeah, Alabama or LSU, and then Clemson or Ohio State, and or I'm sorry, Penn State or Ohio State, and then Oklahoma and Clemson. If you get four of those and they're all undefeated, you just put them in. Yep. And then there'd be probably no controversy at all, which would – it's the first time that would happen. What's insane there, in my opinion, is the fact that – I think there are three three SEC teams deserving of the playoff. I think Georgia still is still one of the best four teams in college football. LSU is insane, and Alabama is Alabama. If LSU beats Alabama and then Georgia beats LSU in the SEC championship, we'll have an SEC less college football playoff. That that could which be. Is in, Three of them deserve yeah. it, and none of them will get it. That that's would be insane. insane. That would be absolutely that's, insane. That's this, us, you know, eating each other. Dogs and it, eating dogs. Yeah. And one of the games that just went completely, again, out of everybody's mind that nobody really noticed because of everything else that happened this week was Vanderbilt beating Missouri. I didn't. I didn't see that. Yeah, they wow. Vandy won twenty-one to fourteen. Missouri. It's like Missouri. I think was a twenty-point favorite or something like that. It's like what? What happened? Right. Yeah. Missouri. Oh, I thought boy. could be vying for at least the second best team in the East. Right. Yeah. Competing with Florida. Yeah. And no, then that's, it's like that's terrifying. What, what was that? So we'll see if Missouri. They're playing Kentucky this week. Who again doesn't have a quarterback? Uh, Neither do we. So we'll get to that in a second. It, so. 
it, it's one of those things where, we'll, again, we'll see. The table can be set up for Tennessee if certain things happen. Right, yeah. If, if we can – I think we're a better team than Vanderbilt across the board by far yeah. so if Vanderbilt can come out and surprise Missouri why, yeah. why can't we exactly so now let's look at some of the big games happening this week and let's see where Trey wants to send his rent money oh, let's do it to it's this my, week. It's so fun we mentioned it again Ohio State they're hosting Wisconsin Wisconsin fell down from I think the top 10 down to 13th Ohio State a 14 and a half point favorite in the shoe at noon on Fox I'm I'm picking Wisconsin Ohio State's winning the game. Yeah. But I'm taking Wisconsin yeah, because take I the points. Yeah. Yep. Two two touchdowns with a half there. No, no, no. I'm I'm going to pick Wisconsin. Their yeah. defense is stout. Now, it could just be Ohio State really has set the trend and they're just going to blow them out in the first half, yeah. which has happened in every game that they've had this season. If if Fields comes out and just has a this will deter, I think this could determine who wins the Heisman trophy. It could. If Justin Fields comes out and just blows, you know, Wisconsin out of the water, then I, I think he's gonna he's gonna end up with that, which isn't fair. Like I've been saying, it's been it's Jalen Hurts all the way. Mm-hmm. But if Ohio State ends up undefeated and they kill Wisconsin and kill Michigan, then then yeah, it'll be Justin Fields. Yeah, another big. Now this is yours, a top ten bat, battle. I I told you before, all LSU and Alabama both have very difficult mm-hmm. or. LSU has a very difficult game. Alabama does not. Alabama is playing Arkansas, which is l- like a bye week. Right. Uh, and, of course, Mac Jones is playing. Tua is not playing, but even yeah. Alabama should still – I think it's 32-and-a-half. I think Alabama's still going to cover. Because what what was that fake punt that Arkansas had in that game? Uh, dude. Who throws a chess pass? <laughs> what a chess pass. That was a, a middle school girl jump shot is what that was. That was awful. But then LSU has to host Auburn. Yeah. I- <laughs> And Auburn, yeah, they they dropped against Florida, but they're still they're still Auburn, pretty darn good team. LSU at ten and a half. Auburn hasn't won in Death Valley, which is weird. The ebb and flow of these teams, they still haven't won in Death Valley in Baton Rouge since nineteen ninety nine. Jesus, yeah, no, that's yeah, especially with you know Auburn be, having success here. Yeah, and they play years. they play there every other year. That's what's amazing about that. LSU's ten and a half. I've still got LSU winning, but I think this is a field goal game. Yeah, you said it's a ten and a half. It's ten and a half. Yeah, I mean, I'll be honest with you. I think that LSU is um, on such a trend. I, I think they beat them by two touchdowns. Okay. I, I take LSU all the way there. If Burrow can shine there, and then, oh my goodness, the talk you are going to have leading up with that bye week for Alabama LSU, like oh, they've yeah. done so many times. Oh my goodness. So, Again, that's, that is how you get no SEC yep. teams in the playoffs. LSU's yep. got to beat Bama, Georgia beats LSU. Yep. So we'll see where that all ends up. The Land Grant Trophy. A Big Ten battle. Michigan State, who just, again, has no offense. But Penn State coming off that big win against Michigan, the whiteout. And then Penn State next week has to go to Minneapolis Mm -hmm. to play a Minnesota team that's undefeated. P.J. Fleck has them (laughs) rowing the boat, which is great. Again, it's Penn State minus six. I think the over-under, I think it's 44. That's where I'm taking all my money and betting on is the under in Penn State, Michigan State. Yeah, and that's my thing. Is like, imagine you just whooped, you know, your 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 enemy. Another little brother is coming out to fight you. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I just you know, I can take care of you. Yeah, I take Penn State big there. Yeah, two touchdowns. And then you've got, of course, another battle between ranked teams. A, a game I wish they would still just keep playing every year instead of just having weird uh, hiatuses. It's Michigan hosting Notre Dame. Yeah, they should play that every year. And again, it's a pick'em. Right now, yeah. I'm going with Notre Dame. I, I I do think it's going to be like a one or, or it's going to be within a field goal, mm. I think, because Michigan looked better, especially coming back against Penn State in that in that whiteout. But I still think Notre Dame, and I think Brian Kelly's a better college coach than Jim Harbaugh is. No, I think Notre Dame wins there handily. Okay. So we, we differ at least on the, the score. But, well, uh, I think you know. I think Harriman High School could be Michigan. So. <laughs> of course, you do. I yes, your your love of Michigan uh, knows <sighs> no bounds. I hate Jim Harbaugh. <laughs> I hope they never win another game. Uh, and of course, then we have the game that we of course need to to break down in in many ways here. Tennessee, South Carolina. It's a four o'clock game on the SEC Network. 
of course, nobody besides Tennessee and South Carolina fans will be paying any attention to it because mm-hmm. Auburn and LSU will be going right. on CBS at the same time. Mm-hmm. Tennessee's a four-and-a-half-point underdog at home to a South Carolina team who did beat Georgia two weeks ago, yep. which you know Terry and Chase, I know, are just over the moon about that happening. Oh, yeah. And then they gave Florida everything that they wanted. Yep. And probably should have been closer than what it ended up being in that rainy mess that they've got. Now, South Carolina's top running back is not going to be in the game. Right. Mauer, it looks like for Tennessee, is not going to play. Pruitt said probably not. Hey, we've seen Spurrier used to do it all the time, speaking of South Carolina. Spurrier would say, hey, yeah, he's not going to play, and then he's out there starting. You know what I'm saying? So. I'm not saying Pruitt would do something like that, but yeah. we know why not. We'll have to, we'll, we will have to see. It's one of these games again where both teams need this win to oh, yeah. to help the back end of their season. Mm-hmm. If Tennessee wins this game, again they have more options when it comes to at least because they can. Tennessee has to win four out of the five to go bowling, right? And Which would be just over the moon. Especially after the way this season started. Considering where we were three weeks ago. Yeah. So you have that. South Carolina has looked, and again, both teams have looked far better than they did to start the year. Right. With South Carolina dropping to North Carolina, Tennessee, mm-hmm. of course, we, we know their wonderful start that they had. Right. So you have this game, and Will Muschamp is undefeated against Tennessee. It's insane, He's which is seven nuts. and zero. Oh. Now the last four have been nail biters. Mm-hmm. They they've been games Tennessee should have probably won the 10-9 against Florida and then all three years he's been at South Carolina what two years ago the last time they were at Neyland Stadium mm-hmm. and they decide with Garantano to throw the ball instead of giving it to uh what. Just handing the ball off, right? Yeah, to anyone, to, to anybody, literally anyone, anybody, and it didn't have. It was uh, John Kelly. That's yeah. who it was, yeah. right? Yeah, and D- Kelly, who's it was incredible. Yeah. So you have all of these things happening. The big question is: Let's assume that Tennessee is not going. That Mauer is not going to play. Uh-huh. Let's just let's just okay. take that. I'm going to trust Pruitt saying probably not. Yeah. yeah. I think he's got some spare. Area, yeah. But whatever. Do That's you, wishful thinking. Yeah. Do you put in Garantano or do you put in JT Shroud? Who? Who was <laughs> that first name you said? <laughs> Absolutely you put in Shroud. No. Garantano, unless if Shroud gets hurt, you put in Jawan. Like Garantano never, ever, ever plays another down of football for Tennessee. If he does, and here's my thing, we've got some big time recruits coming. It's been, you know, Vol Twitter's rallying saying, Hey, this ain't the week to boo Garantano. I get this. Yeah. This, and that's yeah, where I'm maybe in. don't cheer for him. <laughs> like don't boo him because yeah. we got kids Just there that don't yeah. yeah, don't drop because again, I and that's where I have this balance. Because again, if Shrout was ready to play, he would be the backup instead of Garantano when Maurer gets knocked out. Right. And he's not. And he came in he made a a great throw that was like inches away to Palmer. Mm-hmm. There when he was in, but then he also had a, a couple of plays where it's like, what are you doing? Yeah, I so mean, he's yeah. Mauer was definitely a, a yeah. yeah higher recruited. Yeah, you know, and Mauer was coming here yeah with the anticipation of being the guy next year. And from when Mauer was in at practice, from what I heard from practice reports and everything, he did take snaps this mm-hmm. week in practice. And apparently, from what I've heard, he's still throwing much better than any other quarterback that uh, we have. Which is just so – it's hopeful I yeah, mean, moving forward. That's yeah. hopeful. But for this week, it's one of these things. If if it is Garantano, and personally, I want to start Garantano because I just think he still, for some reason, gives us the better chance t- to win the game overall where unless you go with the kid and say, let's just see what he can do. But if, if they announce in the stadium – and it says, you know, Garantano. number two, Jared Garantano, and just the booze rain down, which, again, I'm all for not doing that. Don't yeah. do not do that to a college kid, especially at your school. Yeah, your own, yeah. Don't do not do that. You you don't think that, you know, because that's one of the things where they're all like, oh, these, especially millennials, are like, oh, they just don't care what happened. You don't think he cares? Yeah, no. He I, probably cares too much, really. Yeah, here's my thing as far as um, – with Garantano versus Shroud, okay? And here, here's what it boils down to for me, um, is that if you put Garantano out there and you tell Garantano, hey, 
we, you know, as a coaching staff, we are going to run this game. We are going to handcuff you to where I don't care what whatever we call, I don't care what you see out there, run our play. Mm-hmm. Garantano, I mean, am I saying he can't do that or won't do that? I I don't think he can. I think he, you know, and as a coaching staff, I don't think you can 180 a kid like yeah. that. With Strout, you go to this 18-year-old and say, hey, bud, you, we're going to run our game and you're going to run it our way or the highway. You, yeah. you, I mean, I think Strout is more receptive to that. So I think that, you know, you, you nut up or shut up. And I think that being Jer- – I think Jeremy Pruitt is a better coach than Muschamp. I think Jim Chaney's a better offensive coordinator than whoever the hell they got in their box. I take us over them um, with that. But I think Garantano um, in that equation hurts you. He's not a he's a hindrance and not a help. I again, I think they're going to start him. Here's my pick. I think they're going to start him because, and again, it's one of these where if you put him in and say you call the plays that we call, do not check if if they're going to recheck. It's they look at us. Yeah, exactly. For the audible, and if the second you don't do that, you're done. I think it's too late. Then, then we'll we'll see where it goes. I still think I think they start them. I do think both of them are going to play. I think both Garantano and Shroud are going to play. But again, I, I said this two weeks ago when we picked the Mississippi State game. I said I'm not going to trust Tennessee in, if, unless it start picking them again until they beat both Mississippi State and South Carolina, and then I'll start having faith in them. Right. I still don't We're at this point. There. You're going to prove it. So I've got South Carolina winning it 27-23. Just, again, Muschamp is going to go 8-0 against the Big Orange. What's the line? Do we it's 4.5. For South Carolina? South Carolina 4.5. So um, I I think you got one of those scores correct. Uh, you, you said 27-23? Yes. Okay. Uh, you got one of those scores right. Um, I think it's going to be 27-14. Um, Vols win by two touchdowns. Shrout, uh, it has a mediocre game, but I think uh, Chandler, Gray, and Jordan rush for 250 yards. Okay. Minimum. I would love for that to happen. Yeah. Just just wear them down, bully them down. Yeah, I know 250 yards isn't a ton, but yeah. I think that we the their court Helensky or whatever. Mm-hmm. I, I think we get after him early. If the defensive line can play like they've played, and yep. we're gonna have both Batuli and Tuoto because but yep. since Batuli thankfully was ejected in the first half, yeah, he already he already he missed his half. So I think we I think we get after him early because he's he's a freshman, right? Yeah, yeah, we we rattle him. He early. is a gamer like Mauer is though. No, no, yeah. I, no I think no Helensky's their guy for the next three or four years. Yeah, but. I think we get after him early and uh, get him rattled because I, I, you know, yeah, he's played some big games. I mean, hell, he beat Georgia. Yeah, but I, I still think we're gonna be in in his backfield yeah. all day long, make him uncomfortable. He makes some mistakes, just like Maurer has. And again, one way you can help, and Tennessee sh- needs to, I think, push this a little bit. Get like like a, a a pick six or a scoop and score. Get turnovers and get us get a like a, a special teams big play. Yeah. Block a punt again or. Get Callaway or Chandler to run one back for a touchdown. Yeah. I think if you do something like that, that's going to just boost everybody. That's where the breaks are made. Yeah, man. the special teams, man. But uh, we'll see what happens. Of course, we'll be back here with, yeah, we'll, with bells we'll, on next week. We'll talk about it next week. <laughs> no matter what happens. But until next week, again, please like, subscribe, share. Get the word out there. We're taking over the podcasting world, so you guys need to come along for the ride no matter what. Exactly. But uh, for Trey Pack, I've been Michael Shibley. Too sweet. Love you. See you next time. Bye.